0: Now is the time, and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's-granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu online.
1: WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Good morning, Orlando. Wednesday morning at 6. Welcome aboard. You're on the 50,000 watt front porch for our first check of Central Florida news, weather, and traffic. Here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the suspended sheriff up for a vote in Tallahassee. More in one minute. The I word. And now the L word, lynching. We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on
3: News Radio WFLA Orlando. The fate of former sheriff of Broward County is now in the hands of state senators voting this afternoon on whether or not to reinstate Scott Israel. Governor Ron DeSantis, who suspended Israel in connection with the mass shootings at Stoneman Douglas High and the Fort Lauderdale airport, says the decision is clear cut. Obviously we've seen multiple failures out of that agency. In fact, that agency under his leadership lost the state certification. But Democratic State Senator Gary Farmer, who represents eastern Broward County, says Israel deserves to get his job back. He's seen no evidence to the contrary.
0: The governor, uh, unfortunately, utterly didn't make his case for a neglect of duty, or uh, incompetence, and those are the legal standards.
3: No matter how this shakes out, Israel vows to get his job back. He's already filed the paperwork to
2: run in 2020. And the Republicans hold the Senate 23 to 17. This looks like it'll be a partisan vote, so my guess is that if Israel wants his job back, he'll have to win it in the next election.
3: Yeah, and that uh, vote in the Rules Committee was also along party lines 9 to 7. Right. So. That's the way it looks. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Acting U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, William Taylor, is the latest administration official to offer up damaging testimony about President Trump. Taylor was deposed yesterday behind closed doors in the House impeachment inquiry. The New York Times says Taylor drew a direct line between Trump's withholding of planned USA to Ukraine and his demand for investigations of Democrats.
2: Yeah, and um, the anti-Trumpers are all over this. They think they've got the smoking gun on quid pro quo. Republicans are telling another story, but also saying that Adam Schiff, the head of the Intel Committee, the Democrat, won't let anybody talk in specifics about what went down as Taylor was deposed for 10 hours yesterday.
3: President Trump is getting heat from both sides of the aisle after calling the House impeachment process a lynching. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell.
2: Given the history in our country, I would not uh, compare this uh, to uh, a lynching. That was an unfortunate uh, choice of words.
3: And Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer chimed in.
2: He never should have used the word, never.
3: Meanwhile, President Trump is sent to give a speech Friday at an historically black college. Trump will be visiting Benedict College in Columbia, South Carolina to speak at a forum hosted by the 2020 Bipartisan Justice Center.
2: Oh, I've got a lot to say and something you all need to hear on the lynching front right after Alan's news.
3: Details on an incident at Orlando International Airport that led to an FBI investigation may remain a mystery. A woman was recently removed from a Delta flight to Atlanta when she could not provide a boarding pass or ID. In an interview yesterday, she offered no proof that she bought a ticket for the flight, and she told News 6 the TSA and Delta are at fault for allowing her to get past their security with just a selfie on her cell phone. Advantage National League champs after Game 1 of the World Series. The Washington Nationals shine in their World Series debut. That's well hit into left field, back
2: and
1: off the wall. One run scores, here comes Rendon. Scored
4: two. Joe Buck there on Fox. Juan Soto with the two RBI double to cap off a three-run fifth inning for the Nationals. Soto, a three-ribby night for him as the Nationals hang on to beat the Houston Astros 5-4 in World Series Game 1. It's the first win for a Washington baseball team in the World Series since 1933. Game 2 of the Fall Classic coming up Wednesday in Houston. Steven Strasburg on the
3: mound for the Nats with Justin Verlander going for the Astros. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News Time, 6.05. A cop resigns after throwing an 11-year-old girl to the ground for taking too much milk from her school cafeteria. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
1: Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLAOrlando.
2: Good morning, Orlando, delighted to have you with us on the Midweek Edition. We're here until 9 o'clock. The Budman, Alan Yaffe, and Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox. And we have a lot to talk about this morning. A lot on the impeachment front, the I-word, and then on the lynching front, the L-word that now has entered the discourse. And uh, the question is, Trump calls impeachment, the proceeding against him, a lynching. Is that racist, as the Trump haters are charging? Or is he absolutely, figuratively right when he says that? Well, that's where we start here in our 8, 7 o'clock hour. We're on the Trump train, and my question to you is this. What if Trump is impeached, convicted in the Senate, and removed instantly from office? How will you, as a Trump voter, react? And what will happen in this country if that scenario actually takes place? I haven't taken your temperature on that yet. We intend to do so in the 7 o'clock hour. There's a whole lot more as well, including this anonymous book written by somebody within the Trump White House um, trying to destroy him. And we will talk about that in the 8 o'clock hour and get your take as well. If you want to join the conversation on on the lynching story here, 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400. And the... Um, the text line, first name in town, welcome if you want to put them in there with whatever you have to say, 23680, standard message and data rate supply.
3: Before everything else, though, we want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. In just moments, we'll announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200200, 200, you could win $1,000. Then be watching for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. And listen in just two minutes for an update of Orlando's news, weather and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's six oh eight.
2: Central Florida headlines for you right now. Our search is underway to find two men who held fast food workers at gunpoint in Brevard County palm bay police say two masked and two armed men robbed a wendy's on palm bay road early yesterday several employees had guns pointed at them as the suspects robbed the safe nobody hurt updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on good morning orlando
1: now on fm 94.1 still on fm 93.1 107.7 hd3 am 540 and the iheart radio app this is news radio wfla orlando
2: President Trump indeed tweeted yesterday that the impeachment proceeding against him amounts to a lynching. Is that a racist comment by the president, or is that just right? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Here is the whole tweet, and I thought the rest of the tweet that's getting zero attention raised an excellent point about what's going on here on the impeachment front. Trump on Twitter yesterday... So someday, if a Democrat becomes president and the Republicans win the House, even by a tiny margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. And then the line that has ignited the furor against the president. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. But we will win. All right. So there you are. And all the Trump haters and the anti-Trump media and the Democrat candidates for president went apoplectic, among them Joe Biden, tweeting impeachment is not lynching, it is part of our Constitution. Our country has a dark, shameful history with lynching, and to even think about making this comparison is abhorrent. Yaffe, I'm switching the order of what I'm going to play here. It is despicable. Oh, really, Joe? It's it's Impeachment is not lynching. It's part of our Constitution. Given the history, you know, of of all these people, thousands of them being lynched in this country in the 1800s and the early 1900s here, three quarters of them were black. This is all, this is racist. This is despicable of the president to even raise this issue in the middle of an impeachment proceeding. It has nothing to do with lynching. Flashback. Joe Biden on CNN in 1998 during the impeachment proceedings against his fellow Democrat Bill Clinton. Gang, I want you all to listen to this here in the studio, and I want you to listen to it wherever you are. Joe Biden, 1998. Even if
1: the president should be impeached... History is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching or whether or not it was something that, in fact, met the standard, the very high
2: bar that was
1: set by the founders as to what constituted an impeachable offense.
2: Ah, a partisan lynching, Joe, in 1999, huh? And you're so indignant today. Biden's response, this wasn't the right word to use, and I'm sorry about that. Trump, on the other hand chose his words deliberately today in his use of the word lynching and continues to stoke racial divides in this country daily. Is there anyone going to bat for the president? Well, I'm glad to say
5: that Lindsey Graham had a very good take on it. Let's hear that now. So, yeah, this is a lynching in every sense. This is un-American.
0: Can you see how you know, a lot of African Americans, though, would be offended by him comparing it to lynching compared to what happened during the Civil Rights Movement you know, in the uh, South?
5: I think lynching is being seen as somebody taking the law in their own hands and out to get somebody for no good reason. Yes, African Americans lynched. Other people have been lynched throughout history. What does lynching mean? And a mob grabs you, they don't give you a chance to defend yourself. They don't tell you what happened to you. They just destroy you. That's exactly what's going on uh, in the United States House of Representatives right now.
2: Great courageous take by Lindsey Graham. Where were other Republicans with that take? By the way, Jerry Nadler... Head of the Judiciary Committee in the House in 1998 called the Bill Clinton impeachment proceedings a lynching. All of that's okay. But if Trump says it, he's a racist and we got to get him. What about it? I mean, I think it's a very apt description of politically what this is. This is a lynching. It is mob rule. Don't have to have a lot of evidence. Just come and get them and hang him high. And it's okay for Biden and the likes of Nadler and several others during the Bill Clinton uh, proceedings to refer to that as a lynching. No problem. They get a total pass.
3: You know, I understand that the president is angry. I think at least that using the word lynching uh, shows he's tone deaf to what's going on in the country these days. And I, I can't believe that if someone else had seen that tweet before it went out, and I'm not sure if anybody ever does on these presidential tweets, that they wouldn't have said, hey, do you want to rethink using the word lynching?
2: Do you think it's a racist thing for the president to have said?
3: I I don't think he intended
2: it that way. What about it, Yaffe? What about it, Melissa? The only problem I really have with it
6: is it took away from the rest of the tweet, which you made a good point. The rest of the tweet was really good. You actually made a very good point. He did. But nobody's focusing on that because uh, of the one word lynching.
7: Yeah, uh, I seriously doubt that his use of the word lynching had any racial overtones. I mean, he's got that personality disorder, the narcissist thing. So he just instinctively, with probably little or no thought, says to whatever comes to mind. And the New Yorker, maybe lynching doesn't have the same connotation as a Southern lynching.
3: You know, I, I don't personally think that donald trump is a racist i don't think he has any heartfelt beliefs that strong on basically anything I, I consider him an equal opportunity offender he really doesn't like anybody who isn't named donald trump
2: whoa okay let what about it is it a racist comment they're hanging him with that okay i'm sorry. we're talking about lynching here they're hanging him with this Or is he really right in his description of politically what this is? I think Lindsey Graham laid it out pretty well. What do you say? What's going on here? To me, it's just another attempt to throw enough mud on this president that you can peel off more votes for impeachment in the House and then get him convicted in the Senate and thrown out of office, which we'll talk about in the 7 o'clock hour. What's your take on all you have heard? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Headlines out of the Middle East now, a U.S. special envoy for Syria says he was not consulted about President Trump's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria. James Jeffrey testifying at a Senate hearing yesterday that he had no advance notice of the move. The decision allowed Turkish forces to invade, threatening Kurdish fighters who were allied with the U.S. in the fight against ISIS. Stay with us for updates on our top stories. We're going to bring them to you every 10 minutes on Good Morning Orlando.
1: I radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
2: Callers on the Fuhrer over the Trump lynching tweet relating to what this impeachment inquiry really is against him. If you can be quick and focused, I can get more of you on. 30 seconds, please. Let's go to James and Kissimmee. On with the Budman. Good morning to you, James.
4: Hey, good morning, bud. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, I, I really like the show, but I gotta I gotta make a comment. Trump's not a racist. All right, we we go through this a, a couple times a week, and I really don't know why we spend all of our time analyzing everything like this. I, I think it's a waste of time. Um, I think every everything that he says, you guys uh, scrutinize, and you you read in too much to what. Pelosi and Schumer and all them want us to do. We're, we're
2: oh, I, to James, i got to be honest with you. I totally disagree with you here. We're taken up from the president when he's under brutal assault and he's not getting help from his own party except for Lindsey Graham and one or two others out there. we got well, to come to his aid here, and that's what I'm trying to do.
4: Then, then why are we sitting here getting opinions
2: on it? All right. Because I want to know... What people think, and we welcome all points of view on the 50,000-watt front porch, not just yours, sir, with all due respect. Howell, you're on from Orlando. Welcome aboard.
1: Yes, the lynching. This, the lynching is exactly what he's doing. But what's worse than the lynching and the, what's worse than the mob is where is the sheriffs at? Where are those supposed push- to protect the guy? Where are they at?
2: They're silent.
1: Where's the Republican Party out to defend this guy? He's got to do his own defending? He's being lynched by a mob, and he's got no one to protect him.
2: Thank you very much. That's why we're talking about it. Here's Kevin in Palm Bay. Welcome in from South Brevard County on this, Kevin. What do you think?
3: Hey, bud. I agree with uh, Lindsey Graham. Exactly what he said is is true, and it is politically a lynching. And I think
1: Joe Biden should be ashamed of himself. He continues to uh, be full of hypocrisy. The fact that he used the word back in 98, And now he's angry with President Trump for
3: using the word? It's pure hypocrisy.
2: I agree with that 100%. The text line is on fire. What do you see? Uh, One person has an interesting theory. says,
6: I think Trump knew Biden and some others had called Clinton impeachment a lynching. And knew if he said it, the Dems and the mainstream media would go nuts. Oh, I like that. Once again, showing their hypocrisy.
2: I wonder on that. That's an interesting take. (laughs) Got another one that
7: says, as a black person, I want to say that black people were lynched. But when I hear the word lynched, I do not automatically think black people.
2: A black man's perspective Mm -hmm. listening to us here and texting in. Um, you know, first name in town, welcome. We didn't get a name in a town on this one, did we? No. Okay, it's all right. We're going back into this topic later on in the show. If you didn't get a chance to get things off your chest, you will have the opportunity. Right now I want to turn it over to my co-host and my good friend Alan Specter. For those of you particularly just getting up and at him, let's get the news updated and Alan has it.
3: But it's latest on Mark Heath Lloyd. He could learn his fate today. And a tribute to Orlando golf legend Arnold Palmer. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 629 on Good Morning Orlando.
2: We had that texter from our black listener, and uh, we said no first name, no town. Well, guess what? Gerald from Winter Haven ...has taken care of that, says thanks for reading my text. Thanks for being a part of our show. Alan, Markeith Lloyd back in the news again this morning.
3: Bud, closing arguments begin this morning, and then the jury begins deliberating in the penalty phase of this Orlando murder trial. Yesterday, Markeith Lloyd's 25-year-old daughter was on the stand trying to save her father's life.
5: He just was like the greatest thing ever. Did he show you love? Yeah, for sure.
2: respect?
3: The jury that convicted Lloyd of the murder of his pregnant ex girlfriend and her unborn baby last week will decide whether he should be sent to death row or get life in prison without parole. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Jury deliberations begin today in a Volusia County murder trial. Justin Charles is facing charges that include first degree murder. Prosecutors say he and an accomplice kidnapped 25 year old Christopher Gemery of Deltona six years ago took him to Sanford, and shot him to death. If Charles is convicted, he could get the death penalty. A bill that would require pregnant girls under age 18 to get consent from their parents before obtaining abortions is moving forward in Tallahassee. A key House committee approved the measure yesterday, clearing the way for a vote by the full House when the 2020 legislative session begins in January. This sets up a potential test case for Florida's recently revamped Supreme Court. The sheriff in Orange County wants a new law requiring gun stores and pawn shops to secure the weapons for sale.
1: There's got to be more than a piece of glass between the criminal and the gun.
3: Sheriff John Mina outlined his legislative priorities and talked about public safety during his inaugural FOCUS meeting yesterday. The sheriff said crime numbers in Orange County are down with fewer juvenile arrests and fewer people dying from opioid overdoses. A new honor for a longtime Orlando resident who was one of the greatest to play the game of golf. The United States Postal Service
4: Tuesday announcing a commemorative stamp for next year honoring golf icon Arnold Palmer. The stamp whose first date of issue has not been given yet will feature a photo of Palmer at the 1964 U.S. Open. It will be issued as a forever stamp meaning its value will always equal the cost of a first-class mail stamp. Palmer, who died in 2016 at the age of 87, earned 62 career victories on the PGA Tour, including seven major championships. In a statement, Palmer's daughter Amy Saunders called the stamp a wonderful way
3: to preserve his legacy. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. The Magic open up the regular season tonight as they clash with the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Amway Center. Orlando then begins a two-game road trip on Saturday in Atlanta. The Magic are looking for a return trip to the postseason after ending a six-year playoff drought last season. WFLA news time is 636. If you miss any part of Good Morning Orlando, you can get caught up
2: with our podcasts on iHeart Radio. I want to get this headline in for you right now because Gina and I in the Bloomberg Business Report were talking about the issue of the Hong Kong freedom fighters in corporate America not standing up for them, the NBA in particular. Senator Rick Scott has praise now for an Orlando magic legend. Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal addressed the league's China controversy last night on the TNT network and Shaq said the Houston Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, was right to express support for Hong Kong protesters. Senator Scott tweeting, thank God someone is willing to speak the truth and speak up against injustice. We're with Shaq. Way to go, big guy. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on
1: FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540.
2: You say there are no sure things, no sure bets. I've got one for you. Buddy Dyer will be re-elected to his fifth term as Orlando mayor in less than two weeks. There's virtually no competition at all. Dyer is facing Orlando City Commissioner Sam Ings, businesswoman Aretha Simons, um, and, and, and <laughs> they had a debate, and the debate was pathetic. Uh, everybody seems happy within the power structure of the city of Orlando, a deeply blue city now politically you know with with buddy dyer the democrat and nobody else i mean if you're not a democrat you have no chance at all it's become essentially uh a kingdom here it's become you know a total one party rule situation um buddy dyer though has just trotted out his first television commercial two weeks before the election that'll let you know that there's really nothing up for grabs here this is buddy dyer in in his together ad showing him with people from all persuasions races ethnicities smiling his way through governing the city of Orlando and concluding the spot as you will hear with a big grin and saying I'm Buddy Dyer the happiest man in America my question to you is are you happy that our political situation in Orlando has degenerated into the fact that we have no opposition essentially for the highest office in the city of mayor and that this is just a total slam dunk sure thing that Buddy Dyer sails in to a fifth term and is essentially King Buddy Mayor for
0: life. The rest of the country may have forgotten how to work together, but not here in Orlando. We're doing things right because we're doing things together. Building transportation infrastructure to improve our quality of life, adding more police protection to reduce crime, and spending time and resources to lift up every part of our growing, inclusive city. I'm Buddy Dyer, the happiest mayor in America, and I'm humbly asking for your vote early or on November 5th.
2: The happiest mayor in America. Are you happy about what's going on here in the politics of the city of Orlando? I'm not. I don't think it's healthy at all for the system we are supposed to have here. I mean, come on. When's the last time you saw an ad for Sam Ings or Aretha Simons? You won't. They don't have any money. They don't have a funding. They don't have a clue. They don't have a following. And, and, and Buddy Dyer will, will get at least 80% of the vote on the 5th of November. Yaffe?
6: Well, I was going to say he's really happy because, you know, it's good to be king, I guess. Sure. <laughs> when you're king, you can be happy and smiling.
2: Jeez. It's unbelievable. I agree with you. No, it's, it's, it, mm. and,
6: you know, It's incredible.
7: Not good. Again, term limits. Oh
2: God. Yeah, lots of luck with that, you know. Uh and, and, and that's what we need. There's no question about it.
6: Mm-hmm. We um, need term limits locally, nationally. I mean, yeah,
2: we do. <laughs> we absolutely do. And uh I'm not saying that he's been a terrible mayor, but he's unchallenged. It's not the way our system no. is supposed to work. Somebody early on texted, Buddy's gotta go. Well, trust me, not this time. If it is joining us, this uh, local headline now details on an incident at Orlando International Airport that led to an FBI investigation may remain a mystery. A woman was recently removed from a Delta flight to Atlanta when she could not provide a boarding pass or an ID. In an interview yesterday, she offered no proof that she bought a ticket for the flight and she told News 6 the TSA and Delta are at fault for allowing her to get past their security with just a selfie on her cell phone. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on the top stories. All morning, every day on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando,
1: this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox.
2: Daily Sound Judgment game. Contestants are in place, and I love this prize. I just saw a promo on Fox for this new movie, and it looks fabulous.
7: Yeah, that's right, But I've got five reasons. It's the ultimate underdog story. It's the turning point in World War II. The scale of this thing has got to be seen on the big screen. It's got an all-star cast, and it pays tribute to the greatest generation. You will win today a four-pack to the sneak preview of Midway, Monday, November 4th, an epic American wartime drama that must be seen, bud.
2: Advanced screening. You go before anybody else on us. If you're trying to get in, the wrong answer opens a line at 407-916-5400. Star Wars fans got a big treat on this week's Monday Night Football telecast, getting their first peek of the movie trailer for the newest and, we're told, the last Star Wars film. For today's sound judgment game, listen to a little sound from that trailer, then use your sound judgment to give me the title Of the new Star Wars movie. There are actually two correct answers to this, by the way, and that movie hits theaters in December. The Force will be with you. Always. Trailer for the new Star Wars flick. Give me the title of the new movie, and you are our winner. Line one, you're first up. Star Wars Final Chapter. No, but thanks for trying. Open line. Get it. 407-916-5400. Line two, give me the title of the movie. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. We have a winner. Yeah. There it is. It's interesting, Alan. We also could have had uh, this one. It's also known as Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker.
3: You know, I thought it should be called Star Wars, We Can't Make Enough Money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next one. You never know, even though it is not supposed to be. Hey, you're going to the Midway pre-screening. I hope you're excited about that. You've got to be a patriot or you wouldn't be listening to our show. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Can't wait for that, but it's kind of like Star Wars, Episode 14. I'm gonna get a geriatric help. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Guys doing his own bits. There won't be anybody left who can still make their way around the universe, right? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna park over here and leave my turn signal on. <laughs> What's your first name? Dan. Stan. Dan. Yeah. Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan from St. Cloud. Fantastic! Great to have you with us from Osceola County. Thanks for listening to our show. Well, I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to listen to you, Bud. Well, we got a great a great crew here with Alan and uh, and Yaffe and Melissa, but but the listeners uh, are what it is all about, and we're we're proud to have you with us, Dan. Don't go away. I'll let you work things out for those tickets with Melissa off air, okay, my friend? Thanks, Bud. All right, sir. Have a wonderful day and congratulations. Oh, we've got a lot of uh, activity on the text line here, Yaffe, off uh, Buddy Dyer sailing toward a, uh, a fifth term, virtually unopposed. Reaction to that?
6: Yeah, one person says the money lost in the complete failure of SunRail tells us all we need to know about Buddy Dyer. Well, I can't
2: only put part of that on Buddy. He had a lot of help. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, another person said try renting an apartment in Orlando uh bet one bedroom fourteen hundred dollars per month three bedroom up to three thousand dollars we are not living in new york hashtag term limits
2: gotcha oh by the way on the um on the lynching story with with trump here uh, trump is not a racist 100 percent correct that what's happening to him is worse than a lynching um trump 2020 semper fi gotta be a marine right Says it's John from Orlando, a black retired cheesehead, Packer fan. I like him,
6: but I don't know if you could say it's worse than a lynching. That's I mean. his opinion. <laughs> lynching, you know, pretty bad. Dude. Lynching would kill him. So,
2: Well, there you go. I think I, I know what he's talking about here yeah. politically. It, it's all of that and maybe more. Alan, at the top of the hour, a lot of folks checking in to hear the news. What do you got?
3: The suspended sheriff up for a vote in Tallahassee today, and World Series game one is in the books. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 7 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando.
1: WFLF Pine Hills Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Good morning, Orlando. Fantastic to have you with us here on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic. On News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1. FM 93.1 and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger,
3: And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour? The Florida Senate decides today whether Scott Israel gets his job back. More in one minute.
2: What if Trump gets impeached, convicted, and removed from office? How will you react? What will happen in this country? Our take and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. 7.04 on News Radio WFLA Orlando.
3: The fate of the suspended sheriff of Broward County is up for a vote in Tallahassee today.
6: To reinstate Scott Israel or remove him from office, that's the question for state senators. Many believe this could all come down to a vote along party lines where Republicans have the majority. Democratic State Senator Gary Farmer voted to reinstate in the Rules Committee vote Monday.
0: The only thing we can do theoretically is to try to lobby our Republican colleagues to put politics aside and follow the rule of law. He says
6: Israel is not incompetent, nor did he neglect his Duty during the Parkland Massacre. Governor Ron DeSantis disagrees and says the community would have been at risk if he didn't suspend the sheriff. I think
3: I acted uh, appropriately, and I think that the Senate ultimately will come to that conclusion.
6: Wendy Grossman, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando.
2: As we discussed first hour, uh, it looks pretty likely. I mean, the Rules Committee is dominated by Republicans. It was a 9 7 vote party lines. The Senate's 23 Republicans, 17. Democrats. Looks to me like they'll oust him and then they'll run again and he may get in down in Broward.
3: It could happen. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The latest on the House impeachment inquiry testifying behind closed doors, acting Ukraine Ambassador William Taylor reportedly drew a direct line between President Trump's withholding of USA to Ukraine and his demand for an investigation into political opponents. Meanwhile, Republican lawmakers on Capitol Hill continue to rail against the impeachment proceedings. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters President Trump is not being treated fairly in this impeachment probe led by Democrats.
2: The process in the House to which the president's been subjected is totally unprecedented and totally
0: unfair
3: but maryland democrat congressman jamie raskin says republicans are playing
2: a losing hand
0: Our republican colleagues are shrewdly not talking about what actually happened because it's completely indefensible and uh, increasingly they're telling the white house that the substance of the president's conduct is indefensible
3: on capitol hill mike Emanuel, fox news a prison guard is accused of beating an inmate in orange county justin allen was arrested yesterday in connection with an incident at the central florida reception center prosecutors say allen broke inmate carlton hart's jaw during a fight three months ago allen is charged with malicious battery and perjury and state corrections officials are in the process of firing him a decades-old relic is one of the few visible signs of tropical storm Nestor's path through the panhandle Local officials visited area beaches this week to assess the damage, and no major problems were found. In Bay County, Nestor removed enough sand from St. Andrews State Park to fully expose a gun turret used in World War II. No kidding. That yeah. little storm uh-huh. did what the big storms didn't do. That's amazing. It is. The Washington Nationals draw first blood in the World Series. They beat the Astros 5-4 to four in Game 1 of the Fall Classic at Houston. Juan Soto homered and knocked in three runs for the Nats. First baseman Ryan Zimmerman, who has spent his entire 15-year major league career in Washington, homered in his first World Series at bat and called it surreal. Yeah, first at bat to hit a home run. I mean, running around the bases, you're kind of almost floating around the bases. Uh, You know, to be able to do that, it's kind of what you, obviously what you work for. Can you imagine the culmination of 15 years with it's the same team? It's amazing. So much heartache for the Nationals oh, yeah. over the years and here they are in the World Series and up by 1 as the series continues in Houston tonight with game 2. WFLA news time is 707. An unbeaten high school football team forfeits its victories for using an imposter player. That story's online at wflaorlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at @wflaorlando. The third hour. Third hour?
2: where? Are <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I, I worked hard on the second hour. I don't get to do it. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we're just moving right along. Yeah, going home <laughs> early today. Yeah. I like it. Ooh.
3: Man, oh, that's fast. Right. How yeah. about the second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando.
2: Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. <laughs> don't be taking this hour of content away from the butt man you here. You know, I, nobody said there'd be math.
3: When I, when I took this
2: job. Mm-hmm. We tried to stay with the low numbers, Alan. One, two, three, you know, yeah, but I, it's still not working wow. for Wow. Anyway, <laughs> he's pretty good on the news, so we kind of keep him around, you know. <laughs> a fun guy to work with. The Bud Man, Alan, Yaffe, and the Fox until 9 o'clock. I want to take your temperature on something. The ultimate for a Trump supporter like me and many but not all of you is something we need to come to grips with here. If the president is impeached in the House, and I predict he will be, convicted in the Senate, which I don't think he will be, but it could happen, and removed from office, how will you as a Trump supporter react to that? And what do you think will happen in this country when the results of an election in which over 62 million people voted for Donald Trump are overturned? Think about that for a moment. How will you react? How will the country react in a worst-case scenario? I've got some polling in the United States Senate that worries me just a little bit. We'll get into all of it here in a moment. The text line is already on fire, but I want to talk with you, so I'll give priority to our callers who have an opinion on this. 407-916-5400. Toll-free, 866-916-5400. Alan?
3: First of all, Bud, we want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest In just moments, we will announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200 and you could win $1,000. Remember to watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you you are the winner. Listen every hour all day long for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. In just two minutes, we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando.
2: It's 710. Headlining a story we'll be talking about with you in our 8 o'clock hour. The author of a New York Times op-ed has said that some White House staff were working to keep President Trump from doing damage to the country is now writing a book, the book A Warning by Anonymous, is the author will be out next month. In the op-ed published just over a year ago, which I remember us talking about, the author wrote that I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. Lots to discuss on that, and we'll do it in one hour. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning, right here on Good Morning Orlando.
1: Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando.
2: The Democrats believe they cannot beat Trump in 2020 at the ballot box. I believe that the the haters in the House are legion, and they have the majority, that they will vote to impeach Trump. And then it goes to trial in the Senate by the Constitution, and um, the Democrats would have to peel off 20 Republican senators in order to get him convicted and thrown out of office. And uh, you may think, well, there's no way that's going to happen. Well, the Daily Caller conservative publication online, dailycaller.com, polled all the U.S. senators on the Republican side this week uh, about this. And seven of them ruled out impeachment. There were 22 who did not respond. There are 53 Republican senators. That means there were 24 who, to one degree or another, seem at least open to the idea, including Rick Scott, who right now says, no, he should not be thrown out of office, but I'm willing to take a look at anything that comes along. So this could happen. How would you, as a Trump supporter, react to that, and what would happen in this country if Trump got thrown out of office through the impeachment process? 407-916-5400. I don't think I've ever taken your temperature on that. I want to do it this morning, and I really want to give priority to our callers. Join them at 407-916-5400. Dave, you're in a popka. You're on with a Bud Man. Your answer to my questions, what?
1: Uh, I think it would be unprecedented, just like this whole investigation has been. Um, like I told you the other day, the whole Russian pollution is such a joke. What if Putin may call these Trump supporters go to all his rallies across the country during his campaign? And I would be pretty upset about it if you wanted to know the truth. So uh, and I, I think it would really change the fabric of the country.
2: That's what I think. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. I don't know how it would go. I will never advocate violence from this microphone. But I have to think that the 62 million people who voted for this president, and remo- many of them are very passionate about him, tens of millions of them, aren't just going to take this lying down, Yaffe. You know, I don't know where it all would head, um, but uh, we I mean, talk- it,
6: it would depend on some of the circumstances. If there was some real damning evidence out there, um, there wouldn't be as much unrest, but I'm, I'm very, very worried what would happen to our country.
2: So am I. So am I. And a lot of our texters are as well. And the problem on the text line is it begs some questions here. Somebody says Civil War. Somebody says war. What are we talking about, a shooting war? I mean, what happened to all the Trump supporters here? Uh, what, do they, what do they do? They start looking. I mean, what, what do they do? I mean, we're not talking about, you know, the blue and the gray and the north and the south in 1861 here. It's a little right, different than exactly. that. But be worse. there has never been a president of the United States, and we've had 45 of them. Impeached, convicted in the Senate, and thrown out of office. It has never happened. It has never happened. And right now, there is nothing they have on Trump that rises to the level of what the Founding Fathers envisioned as an offense so egregious that the president deserved to be removed from office and from power. Treason. Bribery, other high crimes, and misdemeanors. Really? What would the founding fathers say? Well, you know, we don't, we don't like uh, what he said to the uh, leader of Ukraine. Really? I think they would say you cannot be serious. You cannot. You cannot cancel the results of a democratic, and I say that in terms of small d, election for something like that. What would happen in this country? Would you take it lying down? What would you do? What would happen in America in a worst case scenario like this? And it could happen. You're next, right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Looking at headlines for you right now, the U.S. Special Envoy for Syria says he was not consulted about President Trump's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria. This from James Jeffrey, who testified at a Senate hearing yesterday. He had no advance notice of the move. The decision allowed Turkish forces to invade, threatening Kurdish fighters who were allied with the U.S. in the fight against ISIS. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories are promised on Good Morning Orlando.
1: hard Radio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. i
2: going to clear up a few things here in a moment. In a worst-case scenario for Trump supporters, he gets removed from office through the impeachment process in the House and the Senate. You may say that's it for him as president. Not necessarily. To the phones we go. Eric in Melbourne Beach. Welcome yes, in from the coast. Bud. What you'll are see, your thoughts? You'll
3: see 63,
1: you'll see 63 million In Washington D.C., what he is doing is exposing the corruption, the pay-for-play on both sides. And this anonymous guy that's publishing a book—and why do you waste your time reading that stuff? Oh, how's that economy
2: doing there? He's trying to protect our border. The fentanyl—you see the drug shootout in Mexico this past uh, week? Listen, you don't have I'm to. You don't have it. to talk up the great things the president has done here. Yeah, that's right. However, 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 do you see? Do you see there would be violence across the land? Is that what you're there's saying?
1: Be, there's going to be an uprising in Washington
2: D.C. Sixty-three million people in Washington would be a tight fit, Yaffe.
6: Yeah, but I mean, I could see it happening where you would have a lot of people protest in D.C. over it. I could totally see that happening. Yeah. I still think impeachment either
7: way is going to ruin both parties. It's not going to help them and uh, the Democrats in the 2020 either.
2: Again, I don't think he'll be convicted in the Senate, but I got to tell you, I think based on that daily caller um, poll of all the Republicans, the support's a little soft. And I said yesterday there are a lot of these Republicans who frankly don't like him and want him out. They're part of the establishment and he's not. and they've never really warmed up to him, you know, and he gets on their case big time. They're not supporting him enough uh, and, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, you know, and, but they're afraid to do it, to say anything publicly, a lot of them, because they're worried there'll be a rebellion against them by their constituents. And by God, in many cases there would be, but if you think that if Trump in a worst case scenario for his supporters, like me and many of you were thrown out of office through the impeachment process, it wouldn't necessarily be over, would it, Melissa?
7: No. President Trump, who has repeatedly shattered political tradition, could find himself in another unprecedented circumstance in 2020 because he could be the first president ever to be impeached by the House and then seek another term in the next election. You see, the three previous presidents who faced a serious impeachment, Richard Nixon, he never ran again. Bill Clinton was at term limits. Only Andrew Johnson wanted to try again and never secured the nomination.
2: there weren't term limits back in 1868, but right. but the fact of the matter is he would have some unexpired presidential years, potentially, and he could run. That's correct. Until he gets to eight years. And
7: he's already on the docket. He's already gotten the nomination, correct? By what point? I mean, by uh, No, this whole impeachment thing is
2: going to be over way ahead of that.
6: Oh, okay. Okay. i just
7: wondering. And,
2: and Pence will be president immediately. That's what happens. And then he'll happens. pardon him, yeah. Well, I, know, don't know. I don't know on it's that It's kind
6: of... In in a way, it's kind of similar to Scott Israel, because Israel probably will not be reinstated, but he's going to run again in 2020 for sheriff.
2: What right. about the Broward sheriff <laughs> yeah. here? And if he does, yeah.
6: DeSantis says he won't mess with him. Yeah, yeah, so I guess that's possible in the presidency as well.
2: Yeah, text line, what's coming in?
6: You know, speaking on that issue, one person said, if Trump is impeached, the first thing I would do is campaign and vote for him and reelect him in 2020. Another one said, if Trump is impeached, I'm not sure what we should do,
7: but we should do something. Whether it's a blue flu type thing where we all call into work or just don't spend any money that we need to be united and make up some very big but silent
6: effort to let the country know that half of us are very unhappy. Okay. Yeah, one person said if Republicans convicted Trump in the Senate, the Republican Party will die. It will no longer be. And then another person said he would make it his life work to destroy the Republican Party. if They did it.
2: Wow. Heavy duty, passions running high, and and I can understand that they are. Um, Alan, you've just come into the uh, into the studio from the newsroom with a seven thirty ready to go. The news update here, um, you know, we're, we're talking about obviously what what would happen in this country.
3: Yeah, and like you, I can't imagine this impeachment proceeding dragging on for another year to take it into the election cycle. Uh, so I would think the Democrats are going to bring this to a vote, and the vote will be to impeach President I think so, Trump. too.
2: Right now, I don't see a conviction in having him removed from the Senate, because you've got a Republican majority there, but as I said in the Daily Caller poll here, um, uh, the support in the Senate seems a little soft to me. While I don't think this is going to happen, uh, it could happen, and this is the first time we've asked folks to come to grips with that, and to let us know how they would react and how they think the country would respond. So, Uh, We'll keep an eye on all of it, as we have been here on the impeachment front. Um, Alan, let me turn it over to you. Bottom of the hour, what's coming?
3: Closing arguments coming up from Markeith Lloyd, and Rick Scott is praising Shaquille O'Neal. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it is 7.30.
2: Good morning, Orlando. It's Wednesday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. A little later in this half hour, I've got something to say about one Markeith Lloyd. But uh, let's have Alan set the table on that story as it continues to unfold. All
3: right, bud. Closing arguments are scheduled for this morning in the sentencing hearing for Markeith Lloyd, convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend and her unborn child. During day two of the hearing, doctors testified for the defense and talked about Lloyd's mental health. The test
1: again definitively established that scientifically that what Mr. Lloyd uh, is experiencing is far beyond that of the typical male uh, criminal defendant uh, facing uh, sentencing.
3: Dr. Joseph Sesta discussed Lloyd's difficult childhood and the trauma he experienced as a young man. Prosecutors are asking the jury to recommend the death sentence for Lloyd. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A search is underway to find two men who held fast food workers at gunpoint in Brevard County. Palm Bay police say two masked and armed men robbed a Wendy's on Palm Bay Road early yesterday. Several employees had guns pointed at them as the suspects robbed the safe. No one was hurt. One person is hurt after an argument turned violent at an Orange County 7-Eleven. Deputies say the victim was stabbed about 3 o'clock this morning in the store parking lot on South Orange Blossom Trail. The injuries are described as serious. A suspect is in custody. Meanwhile, new programs in Orange County are helping to reduce the number of juveniles being arrested.
1: We are on track to arrest even less juveniles than we did in 2018. And that's for a number of factors. Number one, our our continued use of juvenile civil citations. Uh, Number two, our great partnership with Orange County Public Schools.
3: Sheriff John Mina laying out his public safety priorities during an event called FOCUS. The sheriff also discussed his legislative agenda for next year, which includes getting pawn shops and gun stores to do a better job of protecting their inventory from smash-and-grab robbers. Senator Rick Scott has praise for an Orlando magic legend. Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal addressed the league's China controversy last night on TNT, and he said Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey was right to express support for Hong Kong protesters. And Scott told us this morning... finally. Finally, finally somebody that cares about freedom and democracy. I mean,
1: I am so disappointed in LeBron James and the
3: NBA. And tweeting about Shaq last night, Scott said, Thank God someone is willing to speak the truth and speak up against injustice.
2: Yeah, terrific. Great to hear from Shaq and from Senator Scott.
3: And speaking of the Magic Bud, they start a new season tonight at the Amway Center, hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you can hear that game on our sister station, 96.9 The Game, which carries all of the Orlando Magic games. Yeah, fantastic. Elsewhere, 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 elsewhere. The Pinball Wizard is making a comeback. A revamped version of the Who's classic rock opera, Tommy, will be coming back to Broadway. Des McAnuff, who oversaw the production of Tommy in 1993, said he'll be adding a new twist, catering it for today's times. Tommy is scheduled to return to Broadway in 2021. You think that'll work again? Sure. It's a classic. Wait,
7: they're going to play video games instead of pinball?
3: I I don't know what the... uh, That would seem like the reworking. I think that might be it. I wouldn't be surprised. Beware the Gilmore Girl. Actress Alexis Bledel, best known for her role as Rory Gilmore in Gilmore Girls, tops the McAfee Security 2019 list of the most dangerous celebrities to search for online. (laughs) McAfee reached the conclusion by researching which famous individuals generate the results that could potentially expose their fans to malicious websites, malware and other risky outcomes.
2: So what you're saying is the celebrities themselves are not dangerous no. but yeah. interfacing with them can be dangerous hackers to you. Hackers are
3: using bots, happer, hackers, yeah. using their names and likenesses to attract people to click and uh, go to these uh, okay. malicious websites. All right. And uh, behind Alexis Bledel in second place, Late Late Show host James Corden. Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner in third place. Also in the top ten, most dangerous celebrities to search for online, Jimmy Fallon. Jackie Chan and Nicki Minaj.
2: Is there any common thread here as Mm. to why they would be on this list? Not at all. You know, if you're interested in a celebrity, how do you know whether you're endangering yourself by looking up some information? I I never thought about that. I looked at
3: this whole top ten.
2: There's really nothing in common (laughs) with any of them. When you threw
7: Jackie Chan in there, you know, Mm. and then Nicki Minaj, I mean, it's all over the place. Well, let me
2: ask you a question here. When I research for the sound judgment game Mm question, sometimes... I'm going for the low hanging fruit when I can't think of anything else, so I'm looking for somebody's famous birthday. Mm-hmm. All right? Who's in the news who's having a birthday today? A famous celebrity. Do I open myself up? Well, just go to Wikipedia. To danger? No. Well, I'm saying, I mean, yes. Yes, you do. I do? do? Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably you. Depends what site to go to. Really? Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, you I mean, you're a... you're doing a sound judgment game from now you on. I out. An,
6: uh, <laughs> you need an antivirus
2: on your computer.
3: No kidding. And just be careful when it's Alexis Bledel's birthday. Right. Remember the ha- Melissa virus? Playing with dynamite. Sorry.
2: I was having a really great morning till now. Yeah, yeah all right. Well, well, thanks for the elsewhere segment. Yeah. Anything else Always up there? something new to worry about, Yeah, bud. I guess so.
3: Finally, a bride in Ohio <laughs> is not keeping her bouquet. That's because she ate it. In- instead of flowers, the bouquet was made of her favorite food, chicken nuggets. The bride's maid of honor emailed Tyson Foods two days before the wedding to see if the company could surprise the bride with anything. They not only delivered the nugget bouquet, but also nuggets for the entire wedding party and free nuggets for a year. It also helped that the bride's new married name is Tyson.
2: Yeah, that'll help, yeah.
3: You can find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page (laughs) at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere.
2: with Alan Specter. Thanks, Alan. Am I the only one who's been following this procedure here, the penalty phase of the Markeith Lloyd trial? I mean, you know, it, he shot his ex-girlfriend eight times, killed her and the unborn child. Now he's going to go on trial for murdering an Orlando cop. And we're spending a couple of days here in the penalty phase, getting all of these shrinks and forensic experts and all of this saying, oh, Mark Keith has a delusional disorder. He had a tough upbringing. He's, you know, paranoid. Listen, he killed two people in cold blood. My reaction to all of this is, who cares? More in a moment after we update Orlando's news, water and traffic in two minutes. Headlining, what I want to comment on here in just a moment. Mark Keith Lloyd, as Alan told you, could find out as soon as today if his life's going to be spared. Closing arguments begin this morning in the sentencing phase for his Orlando murder trial. Deliberations will follow. He was convicted last week, as we know, of killing pregnant ex-girlfriend Shadi Dixon three years ago and her unborn child died as well. Could get the death penalty. Doctors testified yesterday for the defense at great length, among other things, that Lloyd suffers from PTSD, from childhood beatings, and on and on and on on. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories. We do it for you all day on Good Morning Orlando.
1: Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540.
2: So you're clear where I'm coming from here because there's a text or two that indicates some of you are not. To me, my reaction to all of this information coming out for the jury to decide whether or not to vote for death penalty, or life in prison without parole for the murder of Sade Dixon and, and um, their unborn child she was pregnant with at the time. Who cares? Who cares? To me, anybody who murders another human being the way he did is off their rocker to some point, to some extent, is crazy to some extent, has an element of insanity about them. I mean, you know, the crime is the crime. These people are dead. He meant to do it. Okay? Who cares what was going on in his head? If I'm on the jury, I can't imagine that I would do anything other than say death penalty. If we don't have a death penalty for this guy, who do we have the death penalty for? I mean, we go on for hour after hour after hour. All these experts brought in at great expense, you know, and and uh, to testify about this guy's problems, his delusional disorders, or whatever this guy was—a killing machine and a monster—and for God's sakes, if we're going to have a death penalty, and we do, I don't think there should be any debate. And all of this—I mean, I just don't care. I don't care. I really don't, Yaffe. Am I do I lack compassion here? I mean, why do we go through this at such great length for crying out loud? And if you're on the jury, what are you gonna say? Oh well, geez, I didn't really realize that his dad was such a bad guy and and, and 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 he just felt paranoid, everybody was out to get him and okay, let's let him live.
6: You know, come on my first thought was if all this is true shouldn't have been brought up in the original trial. I mean, he's been convicted of murder now. So if you're convicted of murder, you get the penalty for murder. Why is all this brought up after the fact? That's it. Kind of doesn't make sense to me.
2: You know what I'm saying here, Melissa? I mean, God, they're going on day after day oh, after yeah. day. But he
7: doesn't eat meat, so obviously he, you know, shouldn't die.
2: Yeah. What the heck?
7: I don't get this uh, mentality In Bugtopia,
2: none of this stuff is happening.
7: I understand. I told you, today's, oh, yesterday should have been the day, according to my book. Anybody
6: <laughs> weighing
2: in on the text line?
6: Well, we have one person who brings up an interesting point. He says... If it were up to me Mark Keith Lloyd would have been given the chair the night he was caught. However, every criminal is innocent until proven guilty. He has his or her inalienable right yeah. to due process. Already
2: proven guilty.
6: That that was my point. He's already had the
2: due process. Oh, is Why it, are we we're going all supposed it? to feel Again, really good about this somehow? I mean, come on. We have a death penalty or we don't. We happen to have one here. If it's not for Mark Keith Lloyd without question who the heck is it for, for God's sake? I mean, come on with this.
1: WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando and iHeart Radio Station.
2: Good morning, Orlando, and it is a good looking morning, is it not? Here on a Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock, time for our latest check of Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And
3: I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour. The suspended sheriff up for a vote
2: in Tallahassee. More in one minute. And who is anonymous? And why is he or she doing this to Trump? We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on
3: News Radio WFLA Orlando. The fate of the former sheriff of Broward County is now in the hands of state senators voting this afternoon on whether or not to reinstate Scott Israel. Governor Ron DeSantis, who suspended Israel in connection with the mass shootings at Stoneman Douglas High and the Fort Lauderdale airport, says the decision is clear cut. Obviously we've seen multiple failures out of that agency. In fact, that agency, under his leadership, lost the state certification. But Democratic State Senator Gary Farmer, who represents eastern Broward County, says Israel deserves to get his job back. He sees no evidence to the contrary.
0: The governor, uh, unfortunately, utterly didn't make his case for neglect of duty or uh, incompetence, and those are the legal standards.
3: No matter how this shakes out, Israel vows to get his job back. He's already filed the paperwork to run in 2020.
2: Prediction? It's a 23-17 Republican majority in the Senate. That's about how the vote's going down.
3: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Acting U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, William Taylor, is the latest administration official to offer up damaging testimony about President Trump. Taylor was deposed yesterday behind closed doors in the House impeachment inquiry. The New York Times says Taylor drew a direct line between Trump's withholding of planned USA to Ukraine and his demand for investigations of Democrats. President Trump is getting heat from both sides of the aisle after calling the House impeachment proceeding a lynching. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell.
2: Given the history in our country, I would not uh, compare this uh, to uh, a lynching. That was an unfortunate uh, choice of words.
3: Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer chimed in.
2: He never should have used the word. Never.
3: Meanwhile, President Trump is set to give a speech Friday at an historically black college. Trump will be visiting Benedict College in Columbia, South Carolina, to speak at a forum hosted by the 2020 Bipartisan Justice Center.
2: Talked a lot about this lynching story in our 6 o'clock. We are bringing it back at 8.30. Details on an incident at Orlando International Airport that led to
3: an FBI investigation may remain a mystery. A woman was recently removed from a Delta flight to Atlanta when she couldn't provide a boarding pass or ID. In an interview yesterday, she offered no proof that she bought a ticket for the flight and she told News 6 the TSA and Delta are at fault for allowing her to get past their security with just a selfie on her cell phone. Advantage National League champs after game one of the World Series. The Washington Nationals shine in their World Series debut.
2: That's well hit into left field, back and off the wall.
1: One run scores, here comes Rendon. Scored
4: two. Joe Buck there on Fox. Juan Soto with the two RBI double to cap off a three-run fifth inning for the Nationals. Soto, a three-ribby night for him as the Nationals hang on to beat the Houston Astros 5-4 in World Series Game 1. It's the first win for a Washington baseball team in the World Series since 1933. Game 2 of the Fall Classic coming up Wednesday in Houston. Steven Strasburg on the mound for the
3: Nats with Justin Verlander going for the Astros. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News time is 8.07. A Utah man breaks into a home and makes improvements. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
1: News, weather, traffic.
3: This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe,
1: and Melissa Fox on News Radio WFLA Orlando.
2: What is it you said, Alan, that has the fox lit up like a Christmas tree in there? He he
7: got the right hour. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, that was earlier in the show? <laughs>
7: yeah. I wasn't sure where we were going. I thought maybe it could be the second hour continuing. Yeah.
2: yeah, about
3: an hour ago, I said the third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. And then I realized, wait a minute, we we're, haven't done the second
6: hour.
2: And a lot so of people
6: thought they were late for work. So. <laughs> yeah, way to
2: mess us up. It's all on you, Alan. Okay. <laughs> so that he, was me congr- congratulating I, Alan. I yeah. couldn't figure out what was going on in there. She getting up flying out of her chair, you know. was well, so
3: happy That happens him. about every five minutes in there
2: it does (laughs) they're a little crazy in there the fox and uh, yaffe our executive producer of the fox will be taking your calls at 407-916-5400 alan is just sitting here disgusted with the entire group and that
3: that happens every five minutes also there
2: you go Uh alan specter the bud man here on the fifty thousand watt front porch with you Um, So there was an op-ed by an anonymous senior staffer within the White House, supposedly, in the New York Times last year, okay, somebody, you know, saying that I got to sound the alarm and tell you how awful it is in the Trump White House and how bad this president is. Well, now Anonymous is coming out with a book entitled, A Warning, okay? Now, who is anonymous and why is this person in the White House, A, allowed to be in the White House, and why are they doing this to Trump? We're talking about it here in a moment. If you've got something to say because you're connected enough to be aware of this story, 407-916-5400, text line 23680.
3: We want to make your wallet great again. Our texting contest is back. In just moments, we'll announce the keyword of the hour. Text that keyword to 200 You could win $1,000. Remember to watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you're the winner. And listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. And listen for an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 810. (laughs)
2: Headlining our hot talk topic of this half hour, Good Morning Orlando, the author of a New York Times op-ed that said some White House staff were working to keep President Trump from doing damage to the country is now writing a book. The book, A Warning by Anonymous, will be out next month in the op-ed published just over a year ago. The author wrote that I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. Updates at least every 10 minutes on a top stories on Good Morning Orlando.
1: Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, AM540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando.
2: You know, Trump got elected president in no small part because he wasn't like the entrenched bureaucracy. He wasn't like the typical elected politicians. That he was there to disrupt the status quo and he has done it big time and you know and, and and he's and he's i mean they're out to destroy him for this you know for not playing ball with the system for trying to buck the system remake the system improve the country as a result and they are coming at him from all angles no president has had to put up with what this president is putting up with and let's go beyond the impeachment front right now to a real backstabbing that is going on right from within his own midst. Can you even imagine trying to do your job knowing that there was someone actively and probably more than one who were who were dedicated to destroying you, to making it impossible for you to do the job that you are capable of doing and were hired to doing? Can you imagine a workplace scenario in which that was the reality? That is the reality for Donald Trump. Now, let's get to this anonymous book that is coming up. There was an op-ed in the New York Times about a year ago detailing supposedly the internal resistance against Trump, and now a book's coming out entitled A Warning by the same author, okay? Supposedly an unprecedented behind-the-scenes portrait of the Trump presidency. Um, the author, who was described only as a senior administration official, you know, not some underling we've never heard of. This, If that's true, this is a name we should know. Um, writing in that Times op-ed, and it's the same person now, reportedly, coming out with this book, wrote in the uh, Times op-ed that there exists a cabal of administration officials actively working against the president and his supporters' interests. The writer indicated that many of the senior officials in Trump's own administration are working diligently from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations because we believe our first duty is to this country, and the president continues to act in a manner that is detrimental to the health of our republic. This person has never been elected to the position they hold. They serve supposedly at the pleasure of the president. Whoever this is is trying to destroy him. It's incredible when you think of that, isn't it? How is the president supposed to function in a situation like this? And 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 who are they to be working in the president's midst all the time, trying to sabotage him and destroy him? It's just incredible, Yaffe. And 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 I I think the analogy holds. Imagine trying to do this show that we work so hard on every day, knowing full well that one of us is out to destroy the show. If I thought for a minute that any of you were out to destroy me, I couldn't do this job and I wouldn't do this job. I mean, nobody can, should be able to function in this situation. How is the president supposed to be able to talk to anybody to trust anybody? But it's incredible this is this is a length that the establishment is going to to destroy this man elected by 62 or 63 million americans we should not have to stand for this and neither should he think about this from trump's position here they're saying well we don't think he's doing right for the country we're very happy with what he's doing basically we know he's got a different personality and he's got some rough edges yeah but he's doing a lot of great things. The economy is humming. Other things are strong. And, and for God's sakes, from right within his own midst, he's got this saboteur who's now coming out with a book.
6: Well, it's a spy. I mean, it's literally what it is, a spy in the administration of the president of the United States. I completely agree with you. If he's so concerned, he should come out in the open, he or she.
2: What a coward. What a coward. Who is this? Who is anonymous? It's interesting. There's some thinking going on that it might be um, the chief of staff that uh, that Trump sent, Packen, who he had all kinds of problems with. The former general John Kelly, Dan Coates, former director of national intelligence, has been mentioned. Don McGahn, the former White House counsel, could he be anonymous? I don't know. Uh, Gina Haspel, head of CIA, um, George Conway, married to Kellyanne. That,
7: that's that's mine. Is my always
2: guess. ripping. Yeah. And Trump.
6: Has anyone
7: seen But Baron he's not Trump? a
2: senior administration official. He wouldn't fit that definition. He's not working for the administration. Hmm.
6: I have a feeling it's someone who's not
2: well-known well, to most people. senior administration official, shouldn't we know that person? Probably. But, I, I mean, know. this
7: author's hiding in the shadows, and it's not helping stop kids being locked up at the border or allies or any of this stuff. If they really wanted to do the right thing, they would have followed suit of a whistleblower and
2: well, taking care of business. I'm glad you mentioned that because this is interesting. Puts the Democrats in a bit of a dilemma, does it not? Because they are the ones who tout the importance of the anonymity of the whistleblower. Okay? You know, well well, you know the, the and, and, and the whistleblower should enjoy this anonymity. But I I take a look at you have you have this person who was anonymous within the White House trying to destroy the president. I mean, I think it kind of gives anonymity a bad name, don't you? 407 916 5400. What do you think of this book coming out by Anonymous from supposedly a senior Trump administration official? And my commentary on it here. Who do you think Anonymous might be? What do you think ought to be done with this person if that identity can be discovered? This person really, really is a traitor. This is not a patriot. This is a traitor, and this is a coward. What do you think? Text line 23680. First name and town welcome. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Local headlines now. A prison guard is accused of beating an inmate in Orange County. Justin Allen was arrested yesterday in connection with an incident at the Central Florida Reception Center. Prosecutors say Allen broke inmate Carlton Hart's jaw during a fight 3 months ago. Allen is charged with malicious battery and perjury and state corrections officials are in the process of firing him. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando.
5: iHeartRadio is
1: the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
2: Yeah, if you during the break, you had a really good observation related to this new book coming out by Anonymous, senior White House official, apparently, uh, who wrote an op-ed of the New York Times about, I am the resistance here, part of the resistance, and the world needs to know all the awful things Trump's doing.
6: Yeah, you know, I compare it to a spy, and usually we would do things like this to other countries that we view as our enemy. And I feel like this is an example of how many on the left, they don't just see Trump as their political opponent. They see him as the enemy. And that's, that's kind of disturbing. But what's still really
2: president. disturbing is it not is if this is a senior administration official, this is somebody that you would have to believe that Trump would have brought in. You know, I mean, he's yeah. cleaned out most of the Obama people that he would have brought in thinking this is somebody who's on my side who's there, you know, stabbing him in the back. I'm not buying it. You're not buying what?
7: I'm not buying that it's somebody that's uh, inside a dish, you know, someone that's in the, the administration. I'm not buying it.
2: Well, then that's an an inaccurate characterization that we are that we're being told that it's a senior <laughs> they're White not House telling official. Us who it administration is. official. We're
7: being told they're not going to be taking any money. It uh, it just it doesn't it seems like a democrat
3: plant to me. Well, you know, there's there's someone in the White House who's been strangely silent through all of this. Thirteen-year-old Barron Trump. I
7: asked earlier, <laughs> "Where's Barron?" <laughs> yeah, oh.
3: what is, oh. Oh, I knew it. What has he been doing at that keyboard?
2: <laughs> and <what about laughs> one no-merosa? of the late-night hosts said. They were surprised at what a good writer Ivanka was. I mean, come on, give me a break. This is this is this is serious stuff. I mean, yeah, maybe I,
6: it's Kimberly Guilfoyle. That's why she's dating Trump Jr.
2: Mm. Oh, now you're you're all going. <laughs> really? Co- what you're if You're all is going Kelly nuts, Ann. Tony. Good morning. You're in Orlando on Anonymous. What about it?
4: Hey, what's up, bud?
2: You tell what's
4: me. Up? I think uh, I think he's uh, whoever this person is. He or her is a cockroach, a rat, and a traitor. And, you know, this is the society we have today, you know, where they, they the society of rats, snitch on your neighbor, call 1-800-RAT-PEOPLE-OUT. Uh, you know, this is this all started, you know, when, when with the FBI, you know. They let Samuel Bull walk on 16 murders. This, these are the rats we got today. And I think he should put up against the wall and shot right in the head.
2: Wow. Okay. Why don't you tell us what you really think, <laughs> Tony? It. Thank you, sir. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyone
3: who... Uh, who pronounces cockroach with three syllables? You gotta trust him.
2: Ah, I love Tony. Been with us a long time. Drives a cab, and he's always listening to us. Love him. Uh, don't always agree, but love him. Um, you got some textures here that need to be uh, what they say needs to be uh, to be heard.
6: Yeah, one person says uh, just like in the UK, where Parliament is trying to prevent the people's demand for Brexit, the Dems are doing everything possible to nullify our votes. This is evil tyranny at work right before our eyes. And um, There's another one says
2: they agree Beth with me. That's Beth
7: from Sanford, right? Mm-hmm. Beth, oh, from yeah. Sanford. Beth from Sanford. That was Beth. One agrees with me, says they don't believe any of it either. Got another one that said President Trump should make all current staff members take a polygraph test. I would take a handwriting test and get rid of them.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he functions in a situation like this.
7: Well, do you when really care about this book? I mean, would you, if there's no name on it, it's just anonymous?
2: I care about the reality of there being somebody like this, and I believe there is, and I don't believe that person is alone. Part of a cabal of people who are the resistance to the expressed opinion of 62 or 3 million people that Donald Trump was the one to run this country. And from within the White House, it appears... Somebody who is dedicated to weakening and destroying and compromising this president and the expressed will of the people at the ballot box. This is a nightmare for our system of government, what we're looking at here, this coward, this traitor. We'll continue to follow the story. Right now, lots of other stories on the radar for Alan, and he's going to sort them all out in the news update.
3: Shaq gets a shout-out from Rick Scott and the Postal Service honoring an Orlando sports legend. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together, and elsewhere in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 830.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I used to cheer for Shaq when he played for the Orlando Magic who opened their season tonight in town here. I'm cheering for him now, and it has nothing to do with playing basketball, at least not directly. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, our
3: Orlando Magic legend, is coming to the defense of the Houston Rockets general manager who took heat for tweeting support for Hong Kong protesters. Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal on last night's NBA on TNT broadcast.
5: Daryl Morey was right. Whenever you see something wrong going on anywhere in the world, you should have the right to say that's not right, and that's what he did.
3: Shaq is being saluted for a statement by Florida Senator Rick Scott, who's been critical of the NBA's support of China. They sit here, they want to comment on what's going on in America, but they'll kowtow to communist China. Talking to news radio WFLA Orlando this morning, Scott said of O'Neill, finally, someone who cares about freedom and democracy.
2: Love it. Way to go, Shaq.
3: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Closing arguments begin this morning and then the jury begins deliberating in the penalty phase of an Orlando murder trial. Yesterday, Keith Lloyd's 25-year-old daughter was on the stand trying to save her father's life.
5: He just was like the greatest thing ever. Did he show you love? Yeah, for sure. And respect? Yeah.
3: The jury that convicted Lloyd of the murder of his pregnant ex-girlfriend and her unborn baby last week will decide whether he should be sent to death row or get life in prison without parole. Jury deliberations begin today in a Volusia County murder trial. Justin Charles facing charges that include first-degree murder. Prosecutors say he and an accomplice kidnapped 25-year-old Christopher Gemery of Deltona six years ago, took him to Sanford, and shot him to death. If Charles is convicted, he could get the death penalty. A bill that would require pregnant girls under age 18 to get consent from their parents before obtaining abortions is moving forward in Tallahassee. A key House committee approved the measure yesterday, clearing the way for a vote by the full House when the 2020 legislative session begins in January. A new honor for a longtime Orlando resident, who was one of the greatest to play the game of golf. The United States Postal Service Tuesday
4: announcing a commemorative stamp for next year honoring golf icon Arnold Palmer. The stamp, whose first date of issue has not been given yet, will feature a photo of Palmer at the 1964 U.S. Open. It will be issued as a forever stamp, meaning its value will always equal the cost of a first-class mail stamp. Palmer, who died in 2016 at the age of 87, earned 62 career victories on the PGA Tour, including seven major championships. In a statement, Palmer's daughter Amy Saunders called the stamp a wonderful way to preserve his legacy, Matt Napolitano, Fox News.
2: We like that, don't we?
3: Yeah, we're bookending this newscast with Orlando sports legends. started with Shaq, yeah. now Arnie. Very and nice. Speaking of Shaq, the Orlando Magic open up their regular season tonight, hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Amway Center, and you can hear that game on our sister station, 96.9 The Game. Elsewhere. Elsewhere, Elsewhere. Elsewhere. may the ticket sales be with you. The new Star Wars movie is breaking records two months before its release. Tickets went on sale Monday for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And in the first 24 hours, Lucasfilm and Disney racked up more advanced ticket sales than any previous Star Wars movie. It's also the second biggest selling movie ever in first day sales, only behind Avengers Endgame. A trailer for the movie was released Monday, featuring stars Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac, and Adam Driver. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker comes out December twentieth.
2: I did not know you could buy movie tickets two months out. Yeah, a couple don't. of days, but two you months
6: can, you can pre-order, but usually not that far in advance. Can I, I pick my seat? Can I pick my seat like usual? No, I I don't have no idea. Uh, I I never got done it. Mm. I'm not doing it. All right. <laughs> I really want to see the movie, but.
3: Yeah, I'm in. All right. Okay. Are you in for a pizza? Yes. Pizza Hut is ditching its square box, at least for one new creation. The fast food chain has come up with a garden specialty pizza topped with a plant-based sausage. Oh, come on with the plants. (laughs) It's the latest trend, so Pizza Hut wants to give it a try before a possible nationwide launch, and they're serving it up in a round box to make it different. The test will happen tomorrow in Phoenix.
2: You know, there's a story out there that I think is yet to be told publicly here, is what do they have to put in with the plants to make it taste like meat? I wonder about that with the burgers. I wonder about it with the sausage.
3: Well, you remember Soylent Green? Mm-hmm.
2: It's made of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. that are <laughs> uh, eating was, people. Oh, that was a grim movie Charlton Heston. <laughs> Soylent Green is people. Yeah, I'm I'm telling thought, you right now we're gonna
6: Sanders star in that movie? We're, gonna, we're gonna
2: find out that there's these fourteen syllable chemicals that they put oh, yeah. in there to make it taste like meat that are far worse than the meat. Uh-huh. I'm I'm telling mm. you it's coming.
3: I'm on that train. Yep. Finally, when it comes to trick or treat, it seems the adults are doing the tricking and getting the treats. According to the rebate site, Topcashback.com, most parents, more than three-quarters of them, admit to stealing from their kids' Halloween candy stash. Come on. And more than one in four parents say they end up eating more candy than their kids. The survey, by the way, also found that 85% of Americans plan to Celebrate Halloween in some form or another.
2: Yeah, I'm, I, I said come on initially, and I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, I've done that. Yeah, I yeah. anyway,
6: oh, Well, I mean, it's for for the good
3: of the kid, right? Hey, mm-hmm. we're dressing on yeah. Halloween. You right?
6: don't want the kid mm-hmm. to have too much candy.
3: What? We're dressing. It's on Halloween. That's never
2: right. been my motivation. My motivation has been Butterfingers. Oh. <laughs> we're dressing you know, for Halloween, bud. I'll I'll steal. I'll leave the other stuff for him. But if there's Butterfingers in there, I'm
6: yeah. You've done it. Oh yeah. You know you can go to the store and buy something you're
2: an adult no, there's no thrill in that <laughs> no
3: thrill. you know by the way i'm happy <laughs> bud you know. that you ignored twice, twice melissa saying that we would dress We're up for dressing halloween for
7: halloween we are what i'm not dressing oh, yes. up i'm going to Fine. as what do you have that I'm not tell yet? You. yeah i do
3: i
6: mean it's called radio but okay I do what you gotta do yeah you gotta hey. look good on a radio no you gotta look good on the social media
2: mm-hmm. mm, oh okay that's your mm. bell that's your belly wick yeah yes, we'll sure. see
7: yeah Have fun. Look for it. You want dresses (laughs) A failed Yankee?
2: Find
3: more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere.
5: Elsewhere.
2: With Alan Spector. All right, we're serving it up again. A hot topic from earlier, Trump calls impeachment a lynching. Is that a racist thing for him to say, or is that just right on the money? 407 916 5400. Text line 23680. Oh, Yaffe, grab some sound you've got to hear on the issue of who's talked about lynchings in connection with impeachment. And trust me, it's not just Trump. This is fun. Coming up, after we update Orlando's news, what and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning, Orlando. Headlines on the impeachment front for you right now. The White House is defending President Trump after apparently damaging testimony in the House impeachment inquiry. Acting Ukraine Ambassador Bill Taylor reportedly connected uh, Trump's withholding of U.S. aid to Ukraine and his demand for an investigation into political opponents. The White House press secretary, though, saying news coming out of this deposition was more triple hearsay and selective leaks. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. Count on it here in Good Morning Orlando.
1: Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540.
2: All right, quick run through on this lynching furor touched off by this Trump tweet yesterday that I thought had some great content in it that's getting zero coverage. Here is what the president tweeted. So someday, if a Democrat becomes president and Republicans win the House, even by a tiny margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. Parenthetically, just like what's happening to me now, the president, okay? And here's the rest of the tweet. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. But we will win. Well, everybody's screaming. The anti-Trump media machine has cranked up the Democrats running for president. More on them in a moment. This is another racist comment by a racist president here. Coming to Trump's aid, though, and I think he was eloquent in what he had to say here, and this is exactly the way I
5: view it, Senator Lindsey Graham. So, yeah, this is a lynching in every sense. This is un-American.
0: Can you see a lot of African-Americans, though, would be offended by him comparing it to
1: lynching compared to what happened during the Civil Rights Movement you know, in the uh, South?
5: I think lynching is being seen as somebody taking the law in their own hands and out to get somebody for no good reason. Yes, African-Americans lynched. Other people have been lynched throughout history. What does lynching mean? And a mob grabs you, they don't give you a chance to defend yourself. They don't tell you what happened to you. They just destroy you. That's exactly what's going on uh, in the United States House of Representatives right now.
2: Kudos to Lindsey Graham. I think he nailed it. But where are the rest of the prominent Republicans? Standing on the sidelines saying, well, you know, I wouldn't have used that word or whatever. What a bunch of spineless wimps. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, and I said it yesterday as well, there are a lot of Republicans, in, not only in the House, but it scares me in the Senate, who I honestly think want Trump out, but they're afraid to say it publicly because they will get voted out of office by their constituents. But I think that's what's going on here. But at any rate, um, Joe Biden on the campaign trail, impeachment is, is, is not lynching. It's part of our Constitution. Blah, 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 blah. Well, listen to this. Yaffe got a hold of this montage. Biden's in it. So's John Kerry and some other Democrats. In 1998, when the impeachment of Bill Clinton was afoot, all right, these are fellow Democrats, and lynching comes up one time after another, and that's okay.
1: My votes are a protest against an unfair process.
2: The inequities in the impeachment process have been glaring. What we are doing or what we are doing here is not a prosecution, it's a persecution, and indeed it is a political lynching. So I will not vote for this nightmare before Christmas. I will not vote for this lynching in the People's House. I will vote against these resolutions.
1: Even if the president should be impeached, history is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching.
0: This day feels to me Like we're taking a step down the road to becoming a political lynch mob.
1: And for those of you who say that this isn't about sex, I agree with you. This is about getting rid of the president of the United States. The
2: whole idea is a lynch mob mentality that says this man has to go. That's 1998. You hear Biden in the middle of there? Well, he now says, well, okay, that wasn't the right word to use, and I'm sorry about that. Trump, on the other hand chose his words deliberately today in his use of the word lynching and continues to stoke racial divides in this country daily. You hypocrite, Joe Biden, you hypocrite, all the rest of you Democrats. Give me a break. 407-916-5400 407-916-5400 if you got something to say. Text us at 23680 as well. As we charge toward the 9 o'clock hour, we roll on with an update now on Orlando's news. Weather and traffic in two minutes on the Wednesday edition to Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Well, we're talking about reaction, the furor over President Trump using the word lynching to describe the impeachment proceedings against him. We have this from one of the top White House spokesmen, Hogan Gidley, saying Trump is not comparing the inquiry with one of the darkest moments in American history. All the lynchings that went on in the uh, in the 1800s and early 1900s, thousands of them, three quarters of them African-Americans. Gidley said President Trump has used many words to describe the way he has been treated. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News,
1: weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando.
2: Boy, the hypocrisy of the Democrats is palpable in that montage you grabbed for us, Yaffe. It's Joe Biden from 1998, a bunch of other Democrats (laughs) in 1998. They're out to impeach Democrat Bill Clinton lynching, 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 lynching. Trump says lynching yesterday, and they go apoplectic.
6: Well, it's like when he said coup. Remember, there was a big controversy because he said it was a coup, and they found a montage of Democrats saying that in 1998.
2: Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, come, come on. on. <laughs> Can't have it both ways, gang, but the end justifies the means, and the end is destroying Trump.
6: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's probably not something I would have ever said, but Trump says a lot of things I would have never said. The, big, the only problem I really have with it is it took away the focus from the point of the tweet, which was actually a really good point, and I agree with him on, but nobody's talking about that because of the word "winching." It
2: That was the front end of it here, as they made this analogy looking into the future as to what's happening to him right now. This is not an impeachable offense. And he tweeted, so some say if the Democrat becomes president and the Republicans win the House, even by a tiny margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. And that's what's going on. It's all being done in secret. And this is not an impeachable offense. This is not what the Founding Fathers envisioned. That was treason, bribery, high crimes, misdemeanors, people trying to undermine and destroy this country. That is the last thing this president is interested in doing or has ever attempted to do. He's trying to make it better, and he's done a lot of things ...that I think have made it better.
7: Yeah, but it's not a lynching. I I needed to call him and tell him. It's actually a coordinated attack by the Democrats and their liberal media partners to try and overthrow the results of the 2016 election. They're so desperate. It's terrible.
3: Alan, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm enjoying the weather today. Oh, yeah. While we can, because I understand, according to AccuWeather, it's going to warm up again and get humid again tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to get out there with the top down, and I will do so very shortly. For the ride home this afternoon, you need to be listening to Yappy.
6: Yes, 5 to 6 p.m. We'll find out if Scott Israel will be reinstated. The Florida Senate decides. We'll talk about it tonight.
2: I'm just going to go take a ride around in this beautiful weather and listen to Yaffe on the way home. Thanks from all of us for a great morning. God bless you and God bless America.
0: Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel. The number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu online.